Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. These books are available free for viewing at thephilosophicalangle.com. If you'd like to contact me and make suggestions uh, about the program or make comment about anything you've seen or heard, email us at contact at thephilosophicalangle.com. This week we're going to talk about a program we saw uh, by Prager University. And it was entitled, The Market Will Set You Free. Well, it was an excellent film, an excellent video. Uh, and it pulled up graphs and facts and, and history to show that free market capitalism is responsible for the rise of wealth and decline of poverty worldwide. It does a great job. It also talks about the reason that the U.S. was the first to embrace Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations and the first to embrace free market capitalism and consequently the first nation to rapidly increase its wealth and reduce poverty. Well, why? What does the U.S. Constitution have to do with it? Because it said that the video said that the U.S. Constitution was a driving force in the wealth that was produced or that was shown to, to that would be produced by Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations. And what does, so what does the U.S. Constitution have to do with it? And let's pick up the story here and um, see where it goes. Because we have to know, why does the U.S. Constitution have to have, guarantee success in, prosper, in, in, in making a country prosper? Well, the first thing I we should do is understand what is free market enterprise and understand why does capitalism raise price prosperity and uh, eliminate poverty. What is it about the free market system? Well, let's define it and defining the free market capitalism is that it has one dictum and five corollaries. But before we go into this, uh, the dictum and the five corollaries, we should understand that prosperity itself is generated by the generation of efficiencies. The nature and the nature of an efficiency is that it takes less sacrifice in, when you create an efficiency, it takes less sacrifice to make a reward a product, a service, or whatever that is that is going to be the result of your sacrifice. And because all economic transactions are sacrifices to make uh, produce something like an, to, to produce a reward, a product, a service. So let's go ahead and define the essence of a free market. 
the first dictum of the free market is that life seeks continuously that which is good for it and is never ending. Okay, then the first corollary to that is that freedom is the construction of priorities and then the effectuation of those priorities. So we all know that life seeks constantly that which is good for it. And it does so if it's free to do so. And so the effectuation of these priorities within freedom is our sacrifice that we make in order to receive a reward. And this brings us to corollary two. We sacrifice our time, our effort, material, and we use our information and knowledge within an atmosphere of risk to achieve a reward. And I think we can make an equation out of this, and that would be a sacrifice, which is made up of a, the risk that surrounds us, the information and knowledge that we possess, the time that we use in order to make our sacrifice, our effort, and occasionally material. And we use all this to make a reward. Okay, so once we get past that, we now have uh, once that freedom is established to make our sacrifice, to, to go ahead and get, achieve our reward. Uh, and once our priorities are established, then motivation appears. And this is corollary three of the definition of the free market. And correlation three is that motivation is the comparative relationship between the sacrifice and the reward. The sacrifice of the, the risk and the time and the knowledge that we use and the, our effort and our material in order to achieve a reward. And one way, and, and, and this comparative relationship is that if you have less sacrifice and you're going to get more reward, that's greater motivation to do something. The less the sacrifice and the greater the reward. And one way to achieve a, a reward if, uh, efficiently is to sometimes join up with others in cooperation. And when you join up with others in a cooperative manner, you're doing so to achieve a reward. And, and manufacturing is almost entirely a cooperative venture of people sacrificing together their time and their effort and their knowledge and and their material to achieve a reward. Cooperative behavior is the sacrifice of two or more persons to obtain a reward. And they sacrifice their knowledge and, and their time and their effort amidst an environment of risk to achieve that reward. So when two or more people come together, uh, such as in a, a factory, they will be sacrificing, as we said, their time, effort, and knowledge, and their material, and they're, and they're doing so within a, an atmosphere of risk to produce something, whether it's a good or a service. So cooperative behavior is two or more life entities coming together to achieve a reward, and they make their sacrifices together to get a, a common reward because the participants perceive 
that the reward has goodness. And when they've come together and achieved their uh, uh, producing their goodness together, uh, they know that when they do so, that they're producing, they're doing it with the additional piece of knowledge that each participant will have greater efficiency of goodness together, doing it together, than if they were to do it alone. And that's why they become cooperative and bind together because they can do it more efficiently. So when individuals uh, of a society band together as a, as a cooperative to produce something, whether, whether it's a good or service, they do so in realizing that the cooperative group becomes more efficient than if the individual participants were to struggle and make the same product individually alone. When the participants realize that as a group they can produce more goodness than they could individually, that this extra goodness accrues to themselves, the individuals decide to cooperate together because there is an incentive to do so, which is the extra goodness that the cooperative behavior brings to when they do something together than if they were to do it individually. And in order to produce cooperative behavior, which is the knowledge that working together with other people result in the greater ability to produce goods and services, which is good and allows us to live better, we consider others with whom we cooperate important in our lives. And thus, from that, we make instruments of cooperation, such as agreements, covenants, contracts. We make contracts and agreements between individuals and companies make it between company and company and society makes it with government. And within any contract or agreement, there are rights and obligations. And there's a right to receive something and each individual in a, in a contract not only has a right to receive something, but there's an obligation to give something and it, it exists for each party involved in the contract. So, for example, if you're in a store and you go out to the cash register, your obligation is to give a piece of the object that you want to buy at the cash register. It's your right, uh, it's your right to receive that object, and your obligation is to uh, give the cash register uh, the, particip- uh, uh, the money. So, across from you is the cashier, and their obligation is to give you the object that you wish to purchase, and their right is to receive the money. So each participant has an obligation and a right in every single contract. And as a matter of fact, you can't ex- rights and obligations do not exist outside of contracts. So there is a, a byproduct of societal freedom, uh, and that is the uh, convergence of the priorities which is the nature of competition. And uh, we see, and and that is that others often have the same priorities, and so competition emerges through the convergence of priorities. And when you have convergence of priorities, 
it emerges, uh, it naturally emerges from two factors. One, from the existence of freedom, uh, because others are allowed to seek the same thing you're seeking. And it also exists from the principle of, uh, noted in St. Augustine's uh, book, uh, The City of God, uh, he noted that it was the lust for dominion, the desire to dominate. So, the reason why we have to include this principle into the nature of the free market is because competition is the convergence of priorities that we noted was going to happen when you have freedom. And, the con when, and converging priorities are inimical to the health of any life entity. All companies, individuals, and societies know that direct competition can take away from available resources. In, in the economic arena, it makes it harder to get customers. But yet, competition exists. And it exists because within the human nature, this, this will to compete evolved back when our predecessors came out of, the, out of the trees and into the drying up of an environment and landed themselves on the plains of Africa. And suddenly, they had to live and travel in groups and they had to cooperate. And anthropologists have studied this uh, similar species that have lived in the same manner. And they've noted that similar species, such as wolves and baboons, which live in packs, uh, they have one leader. And uh, it's a dominant alpha male. The younger males, as they grow uh, and learn, and come, they come into eventual competition with the alpha male. Uh, and this is, and this will to compete with the alpha male comes uh, becomes genetically inherent within the species. And so, and so it is that this will to compete has evolved within the human species and St. Augustine noticed, noted this as the proclivity of the human species and, and denamed it the principle of libido dominandi. So this brings us to corollary number five, which is competition and the law of differentiation. The, the convergence and divergence of priorities by two or more entities is competition. So competition allows is when we have from freedom we have uh, a, a convergence of the same priority trying to attain the same priority as somebody else but then the second half of competition is the law of differentiation and it is the divergence from the market priority from the from the priorities of fulfilling of of uh, uh, of uh, fulfilling new demand to deliver new goodness we all know that life has direct competition and it's inimical to our health. We don't want to get into direct competition with somebody else. So life automatically tries to diverge away from differentiation, through differentiation. Just go ahead and look into a store and see, uh, go into a pharmacy and, and go to the toothpaste counter or something and the shelving and see how many different types of, of toothpaste exist there. Many, many different types. It's because when they first started, the priorities were converging upon the same product, a piece, uh, some toothpaste. 
So the companies diverse make their products diverse by introducing new products to get away from direct competition. And what happens? You get a shelf full of many different types of products. And so free market enterprises, we can say, is the good plus freedom plus motivation plus cooperation plus competition, which includes the law of differentiation. So what has this got to do with the Prager video and the U.S. Constitution? Prager's video said that it was... the it was because of the U.S. Constitution that allowed prosperity to proliferate here in the United States. Well, let's see. Remember, let's go back to the first dictum of, of economics, which is that life seeks continuously that which is good for it. And this continual seeking of goodness is never-ending. Well, that is... upheld by Amendment 5 of the Constitution. Nobody shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Amendments 9 and 10. The enumeration of the Constitution shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people, other rights uh, retained by the people. So you, you have uh, rights as, as, a, as people and, and all the rights flow from the people to the government. And powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution are reserved to the, to, to the states respectively or to the people. In Corollary 1, the nature of freedom. It's protected by con Amendments 14, 15, and 19. Amendment 14, all persons shall not be deprived of, of life, liberty, and property without due process of law. And we get to ha enjoy the, the equal protection of the laws. The laws aren't made just for one class of people. No, they're equal protection of the laws. 15 and 19. Again, the right of the citizens uh, shall be allowed to vote. And 19. And this shall not be denied on the account uh, of so all people, men and women, and uh, of any race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Everybody's allowed to participate. So then, we, now we're going to jump to Corollary 3. And motivation. We talked about motivation. And that is also in 4, 5, and 7 protected. By 4, the right of the people to be secure in their, their person's house, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches, unreasonable searches and seizures. And this shall not be violated. 5. Again, life, liberty, and, pro and property. 7. Excessive bail should not be required. In other words, the government's not going to come out down on you t excessively. It's going to try and be fair. 
So now we go to cooperative behavior. And cooperative behavior is protected by amendment by the First Amendment. The right of the people shall can uh, um, can assemble peacefully and petition the government. Also, cooperative behavior is in the Constitution in Article 1, Section 10. Article 1, Section 10. No state shall, uh, 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 shall pass any laws impairing the obligation of contracts. Very important for our cooperative, for our ability to cooperate. And so, that's why the Prager University video was so right about the Constitution and the free market enterprise in the United States producing prosperity. Thank you for joining me. See you next time.